Have you ever heard of this thing called the stretch IRA? Well, if you haven't, it doesn't matter because it's dead. What does that mean to you and your IRA? What does that mean to your beneficiaries? For years, Merce and I taught this idea, this concept of how to do a stretch IRA. Now it's gone. What does it mean? We're going to explain it in detail, just like Merce said, and we're so excited to be able to share with you some ideas to not only help you, but help your beneficiaries make sure that your hard-earned IRA funds last as long as possible. We would love to hear, by the way, from you if there are questions or things you'd like us to cover in future episodes. If so, we have set up a way for you to send us a text so that you can just text us your questions, and we'll make sure that we try our best to address those in the future. You can text us at 984-207-1753. We would love to hear from you. We hope you enjoy the show today. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Well, we welcome you to our podcast today. Uh, today, Merce and I, we talked about what we would discuss and for years and years, we talked to our clients about what we called and what everybody understood to be the stretch IRA. And to give you just a little bit of background on that, up until 2020, a person could set things up properly. And if they left their IRA behind properly to the next generation, they could stretch the IRA distributions over their lifetime. And it was a very, very tax advantageous uh, thing to do. And so we taught a lot about it. We, we, we wrote books on it. We wrote everything we could to help people to understand it because it was such an important factor. And then in 2020, we had the SECURE Act that came out or was passed. And that changed some pretty significant rules around this whole idea and it kind of changed some of the ways that we have to plan. And so we wanted to talk to you about that today. So Merce, can you kind of help get a little bit of an idea of really the areas that this affected us in? Yeah. So like Raiden said, in 2020, uh, the SECURE Act was passed. And there's, there's a few different things in there. But we really have narrowed it down uh, into three major things for people that are close to retirement or already retired. Uh, for people that are younger, there's there's some things in there that have changed as well, but we're going to really focus on three major things today. Uh, and we also have covered the the Secure Act in a in a previous podcast, so feel free to go back and listen to that as well. But uh, for today, we're really focusing on the stretch IRA is dead and what does that mean. Uh, but the three topics that the Secure Act um, brought into fruition is the stretch IRA used to be you could pretty much um, uh, defer or you had the inheritors had their entire life uh, to work within 
uh, inheriting an IRA. And so that has changed now. And we're going to dive into that heavily today. Um, another thing that has changed is RMDs. Uh, this is a positive change in our opinion. Uh, before 2020, uh, if you were turning 70 and a half, you had to start taking your required, uh, required minimum distributions from all of your IRA type accounts. Uh, because of the SECURE Act that was passed in 2020, now, if you are turning 70 and a half in 2020 or going forward, uh, your RMD has been pushed to age 72. So we consider, consider that a plus. Uh, so you get a couple more years before you're forced by the IRS to start taking withdrawals out of those IRA type assets. And then the third major one is IRA contributions no longer have an age limit. So it used to be once you start taking RMDs, uh, when you turn 70 and a half, you can no longer put money into an IRA for a tax benefit. Uh, that has gone away. So as long as you're working, as long as you have earned income and you're over whatever age you are, uh, you can continue to contribute to a traditional IRA and still potentially get that tax benefit. Uh, so that's another positive there. But what we really wanted to focus on today is why the stretch IRA is dead. What does that even mean? Um, and so that really, we have to dive into this new uh, inherited IRA rule that they're calling the 10-year rule. Uh, so, Raiden, can you break that down for us? Yeah, sure. So, basically, what it uh, does is that, um, you know, in, in this concept of of stretching the IRA, it could go over the lifetime of of a beneficiary. Now it's condensed down to ten years. So let's just break down what that means. So let's say that an original owner leaves behind their IRA, and when they leave behind their IRA. They leave it to a non-spouse beneficiary. So this is really, really important to get. Any of these rules do not apply if you leave it to a spouse. If I leave it to a spouse, there's really no issues. A spouse can make it their own IRA. They can really do what, what, the, what they want with that. If you leave it to a non-spouse beneficiary, so this is going to be a child, a grandchild, a friend, a neighbor, it doesn't matter, but a non-spouse beneficiary, the rules now are that they have to have all of the money out of the IRA within 10 years after the date of death. Now, they can do that a couple of different ways. They can do it uh, a little bit each year. There's no rule that says how it has to be done. It just has to be out by the 10th year. So you could do one-tenth a year and have it just go spread it over that 10-year period, or you could do nothing with it and wait right up into the 10th year and then take it all out as a lump sum. So it really kind of depends upon the situation of the beneficiary as to what they would do with that. So what, what's really, you know, one of the things that we would now teach our beneficiaries, so we would talk about to our children is, what you really want to do is navigate where your income's at. So let's just walk through one scenario. Let's say that uh, a person is 75, 80 years of age. They're leaving it to their child who is 60 uh, or 55 or 60. And they know that in about eight years, they're going to retire. And I'm just making up numbers right now. But let's just say that they knew they were going to retire in eight years. It would be strongly advantageous for them to defer and not take anything out of that IRA until they retired so that their income went down. And when it went down, they would then be able to um, be in a much lower tax bracket and they wouldn't pay as much taxes. So that's one strategy. 
But now what if you leave it to a younger beneficiary and they don't have that ability? Well, they may need to take smaller distributions over the 10 year period, trying to keep their tax bracket lower. Um, there's also the idea, one other option that you could think through is, is basically where a benefit, you leave it to a younger beneficiary that makes less money. So let's say that I had IRA money and non IRA money. Um, maybe what I would do is leave the IRA to my grandchildren let them inherit that money and I leave the other non IRA money to my children. And the reason why is that the idea would be is my younger beneficiaries, my grandchildren don't earn as much as my children and they would be in a lower tax bracket. So that's just a couple of very quick ideas. But we'll talk a little bit about two things that we can do if we want to do what we would consider a little bit more advanced planning. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. So Merce, can you kind of tackle the, the, the idea of how a Roth conversion could help in this scenario? Yeah. So with the Roth conversion, we, we did a, a podcast on this as well, talking exactly about what a Roth conversion is, uh, why, why you would ever consider doing something like this. Uh, but pretty much a Roth conversion is taking your traditional IRA, your pre-tax assets, and converting it into Roth or tax-free type assets. Now, you can you do this, but you are paying the taxes on it. So let's say in a given year, you wanted to take 10000 of your pre-tax, your traditional IRA, and move that over into the Roth, well, you're going to add $10,000 of income uh, to your deal for the year. So, you know, you'd have to pay the taxes up front, but then you get it into the Roth, and then it can grow tax-free. Now, because the stretch IRA uh, is no longer a thing, because when someone inherits, they don't have the lifespan uh, to dwindle down that inherited IRA, they only have 10 years, someone may say, well, I don't want my, my child or grandchildren to have to worry uh, so much about the taxes that they're going to inherit with inheriting an IRA. And I don't want, want them to have to worry about this new 10-year rule. So I'm going to take it on myself to start converting while I'm still living uh, over into a Roth IRA. And then the beauty of it is, is once it passes to uh, the inheritors, the child, the grandkids, whoever it is, well, all that money is now tax-free. The 10-year rule on the Roth still does apply, but the, the beauty of it is, is that there is no taxes to worry about. So once again, the, the inheritor could take it one-tenth every single year, or they could take it on the 10th year. In my opinion, if it's a Roth asset, I would let that sit in there as long as you possibly can so that it can grow and continue to grow tax-free and just take it out at the 10th year, if it's possible for the inheritor to do that. So Roth conversions, we've had a lot of conversations with clients about 
reasons as to why you should do it. We have some, some clients that think it makes a ton of sense uh, to go ahead. It, you know, it's one of those things where you are going to end up paying the taxes and you're never, you're not really going to see the benefit of it because the benefit, if your goal is to transition that as an inheritance, the benefit will be to the kid, not to you. So, you know, you kind of have to think through that. Do I want to go ahead and take the burden of the taxes and, and uh, take care of it for them? Or do I want to just let them deal with the 10 year rule? Uh, another idea outside of the Roth conversion, it's a little bit more complex, but it does, does have its merits. There's plenty of value there as well. We've done some for clients is going down the, the route of doing life insurance uh, in place of doing the Roth conversions. There are some stipulations there. So Raiden, you want to run through that real quick? Yeah, the life insurance works really, really well. We, like Merce said, we've done a few of these, but he, here's the, the thing that you got to know up front, okay? The, in order to do the Roth IRA, you've got to be able to go through what's called underwriting, meaning you've got to be able to qualify for life insurance. Now, I don't want that to scare you by any means. Uh, we've had folks do this that are 65, 70 years old, 75 years old, and get preferred ratings, and it works beautiful. So it's not a factor of saying, oh, I'm too old to do life insurance or whatever. This is this is a scenario where uh, really, as long as we don't have very bad health, we're probably going to be okay in the numbers. But here, here's the concept. I've got money in a traditional IRA. And, and imagine that there's a part of that traditional IRA that you feel very confident that you are not going to spend. So I'm just going to use some real simple round numbers. Let's say that a person has a million dollars in their IRA funds, IRA, 401ks, all those we look at the same. But they say of that money, I feel pretty confident that I'm not going to use 350000 of my million dollar IRA money, meaning I just feel like that's going to go to the next beneficiary. So if you say to the next generation, rather. So let's say that you say, well, if I leave them the 350000 and I don't spend it, when they get it, they're going to owe tax on it. So they're really not going to get 350000 They're going to get 350000 minus whatever they owe in taxes. So a way that I can manage that is, is that um, a person, by the way, has to take required minimum distributions beginning at their age 72 now. So that means I've got that 350000 Now pretend that we've put it into a separate account. So we, now we've separated it. It's in its own account. Now that 350000 at 72, I have to, under IRS guidelines, begin to take what is called a required minimum distribution. So what I could do is instead of taking that and I don't even need it and taking it and paying taxes on it and putting it to the side and saving it for a non-tax efficient manner, I could use the money, the 350000 and allow the 350000 to buy me a permanent life insurance policy that will give my beneficiaries a tax-free benefit. So think about what I'm doing. I'm taking a $350,000 asset that's taxable to the next generation, and I'm going to convert it into a death benefit that will be tax-free. And in the scenarios that we're seeing, you a lot of times are going to double or more the benefit, meaning if I got 350000 I'm probably going to have somewhere around 700000 something in that area of, of life insurance. Now, again, that's all variable depending upon health and age and all those kind of things. But just think about that. I now convert it. It's all tax-free. By the way, there are no 10-year rules on life insurance funds. My beneficiaries get all of that completely tax-free. 
it really is a multiplier of a huge benefit to the next generation. So if you ever, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, how does that even look? What is it? How does it work? Uh, Merce and I are glad to run an illustration so that you can see how that would work. I know that we're doing this and most people are just listening to it. It's hard to visualize, but we can help you see your numbers and that would help you really make a decision on whether or not this is something that you could do. But uh, for now, we just wanted to give you the overall picture. I, I would like to remind you though, uh, here as we close out that you know, we certainly do appreciate you coming on to and listening to our podcast. We are trying our best to provide good information. If you like it and you think that we're doing a decent job, we would love it if you would go on to whatever platform you're listening to, give us a five-star rating and a review, a written review. Uh, that certainly helps us. Please make sure you subscribe. That way you'll get notified of all future episodes. But we do appreciate very much you taking time out of your day. We hope we've been able to provide some insight Thank you very much. Have a great day. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.